welcome back to Comic Book Storylines. I'm Brian Sorensen, a.k.a. Brian the Comic Book Guy. You can find every detail about every issue we talk about on my podcast link. The archives have every other episode as well. So if you're looking for past episodes, they're all right there. And the link that I share on Instagram, Facebook, all my socials. Now, last week, we left off with the beginning, first three issues of Flashpoint Beyond. A lot of weird stuff was going on. Not sure why the Flashpoint universe kept going, but we're going to find out what happened with the rest of the story. And there's also some really interesting reveals that just blew the mind of all the readers, myself included. When I first read some of these, I was just like, whoa, that was heavy. So if you want to follow me, go like Fry, the comic book guy, on Instagram. I have, every week I post all the pictures of all the issues we cover. If you have any more questions about any of the storylines we talk about, you can feel free to email me, guy at gmail.com. So let's get right back into it. We have issues 3, 4, 5, and 6 of Flashpoint Beyond the cover. So we're going to get right back into it with issue 3. We see kind of a flashback in the first ish, uh, in issue 3 where it's uh, Superman's escape pod leaving Krypton. Very familiar. But this is the Flashpoint universe. Things happen differently. You see Smallville, Kansas. You see Jonathan and Martha looking at a shooting star flying over Smallville. But then we see the actual Metropolis event. Superman's space shuttle crashes through the Daily Planet and a bunch of other familiar characters that were in Metropolis at the time. It crashes down and blows through Metropolis. We get back to the current time of the Flashpoint universe. Oswald Coppelpot has taken uh, Harvey Dent's son under his wing. It's not a good thing. It's definitely not a good thing. He's teaching him how to shoot guns, put together guns, pick locks, things like that. But then we see the reverse Flash kind of right appear. And he's like, I need Thomas Wayne. He's coming for me again. Hyper time. And then disappears. And then Oswald's like, what was that? And he's like, I think I need a drink. You want one? Like, So Penguin is a terrible influence. Let me go back where we left off in issue two, where the Superman meets Batman in an alley. And he's telling him he needs him. Uh, he had just saved... Uh, a lady and a guy from a robber who was Captain Boomerang. He doesn't, he's not Captain Boomerang this time. He's just a regular Australian crook in the time frame. Uh, Superman tells him to leave or I'll burn you. And he tries to convince Batman to come with him back to his fortress. So Superman is the fortress of solitude in this one. He's like, no, I'm not coming with you. There's nothing you can say that's going to get me to go with you. Understand? So he knocks him unconscious and takes him with him. We back to Arkham Asylum where we have Gilda Dent, who is uh, really messed up right now. Half of her face is bleeding and everything, wrapped up in bandages. It's very familiar to how Harvey Dent became Two-Face. And it's weird because Gilda is now becoming Two-Face. They have her strapped down to a room, and then somebody else is talking to her. She goes, the doc doctor said the voices aren't real, you're in my head. And uh, the voices are saying, he'll come for us. The boy needs his mother, and we can finish this. I'm like, ooh, what's the voices trying to tell her that uh, the re rest of the reader doesn't know? So Thomas Wayne wakes up, and he's in this big, like, compound covered in leaves, forest-like, and he runs into Poison Ivy. So Poison Ivy, in this timeline, is one of Superman's allies. So she's like, follow me, you're going to go to him. And you see the oasis, as she calls it. Now, those of you that are familiar with Superman and the Fortress of Solitude, it's in the Antarctic, where Superman threw the crystal into the ice and it formed this big ice crystal uh, labyrinth of mazes and everything, which became his fortress. But 
in the Flashpoint universe. He did that in a forest and ended up being a green and tree-like fortress of solitude called the Oasis, his sanctuary. So we get to Poison Ivy leading Batman to Superman. But first, he's like, how did this place get to exist? Did Superman build it? She goes, oh, it was his idea, but somebody else built it. Very familiar name in the DC universe, Jason Woodrow, otherwise known as Swamp Thing. So Swamp Thing is at the center of Superman's Fortress of Solitude. And he tells Batman, there's something you need to see. Now, very familiar Kryptonian crystals from all of the... Uh, all of the people that have read Superman over the years in a very familiar start of the speech from Jor-El. He goes, if you're receiving this, my son, you've, you've survived, which means we could too. But here's where we get the twist. It says, save for its yellow sun, it is not very dissimilar to Krypton. Your world is called Earth. It will be our new home. Your mission upon adulthood is to use your powers to disarm the humans in advance of our arrival. And then we will conquer together, father and son. So in the Flashpoint universe, Jor-El sent Kal-El to Earth to conquer them when he was an adult. Ain't that a twist? So Superman's like, do you understand where we're going from here? And he's like, it's an invasion. How long? We're not really sure. So we have to figure out how to stop them together. And uh, Poison Ivy's like, okay, this is what we need to do. We need to gather an army protect our planet from enslavement and from destruction. And Superman's like, my father doesn't understand these people can be good. He goes, they imprisoned you and tortured you. He's going to come here and see this and flip out on everybody. So Superman gives this long-winded speech about peace and everything like that. And Poison Ivy gives uh, them some locations of some of the Flashpoint universe heroes that they could recruit that have superpowers and everything. And Batman says, I have five days to complete my mission. So it's revealed that they have five days before the invasion comes. But it has nothing to do with yours, he says. Good luck. I will find my own way home. So they're still investigating in Gotham City the clockwork killers, so to speak. And we see the current commissioner, a lady, with some uh, forensic scientists. They're in a bedroom of a hotel, and the person's dead. And in blood, over the person, it says tick. It's the clockwork killer again, but it's the reverse flash. Reverse flash is dead. So then we go to a little, uh, little side trek here into hypertime, where Rip Hunter's Time Lord friends are going through hypertime, and they see that there's a huge problem going on. And it says hypertime has enough problems with Thomas, Rain still, Thomas Wayne still around. So the Flashpoint universe is actually hindering the rest of existence. And we're going to see some things change with that in a little bit. So when we get to Flashpoint Beyond number four, uh, we see Gilda is in Arkham Asylum. She does have half of Two-Face. like She's got the mauled face like Two-Face. So it's really weird to see that. So we see Thomas Wayne in the morgue at Ar Arkham with Thrawn. Or Thon, the reverse flash. See, I'm doing it again. It's Thrawn, Thrawn. I'm getting interested in that. I'm getting excited for that Star Wars thing coming up. So, since Thomas Wayne is a doctor by trade, he starts examining Thon like an autopsy. He starts pulling out clock pieces, little pieces here and there of like watch pieces, like putting together a clock. So, he is examining him while uh, we have uh, Oswald Cobblepot taking care of the dent child. And he turns around, and he's gone. Now, here's where it gets a little interesting with this kid. 
he goes downstairs, finds the Batcave, but it's not like the, you know, huge technology thing Batcave. But he finds out that Batman is Thomas Wayne. So he goes downstairs, starts taking some of Thomas Wayne's gadgets and everything, puts a little utility belt on, he puts a mask on, and he's got a costume that looks like Robin's. So Harvey Dent's son starts turning into the Flashpoint Robin. And Thomas Wayne comes home with all the clock pieces and everything. He's like, Oswald, what's wrong? Where is he? Uh, I don't know where he is. He took off. And they think he went to Arkham Asylum. So he snuck in to Arkham Asylum to find his mother because he found out his mother was in Arkham Asylum. So Thomas is like, he's not important right now. Dexter Dent is not important. He went to see his mother, but I can't. I have these things to do. So he is getting ready to put together the clock pieces that he found from doing the autopsy. He starts putting them together, and he's getting very curious of what it is all meaning. And then we see the little kid, Dexter, he breaks in the Arkham Asylum, knocks out a guard to get into his mom's cell, and he's not expecting quite what he sees. He sees her half-mangled face, and he's like, Mom? And she's like, Dexter, our little boy. And you can see the, uh, the banter between her bad self and the good self going back and forth, and uh, you can see that uh, she's not the same mom, and the kind of crazy side takes over. And he starts looking scared. So Thomas Wayne, he's putting together the clock pieces. And he said, the answers are right here. Once I put these gears back into place, and he's looking, and there's like a piece missing. He's like, that's it. The, the, uh, you miss, he's like, you missed a piece. He's like, that's it. And he sees a very familiar phrase on the one piece. So he goes upstairs because he says, it's not from the clock that has all these pieces together. There's something else missing because he's found pieces of a clock at other locations. But he said this one piece does not fit that clock. He runs upstairs. Now, the Batcave has always been covered by uh, a clock that's in front of the, the hidden door. So he looks at that clock, opens it up, and sees that it's that piece, the same phrase, is on that piece. And he says, I know who the killer is now. And he is pretty freaked out, and he... Just He has this horrified look on his face. Now, meanwhile, Gilda and Dexter, they're trying to escape Arkham Asylum, and you hear this laughter, and all of a sudden, you see who broke Gilda out of Arkham, because they get broken, they help get uh, broken out of our Arkham. It's Martha Wayne, the Joker, who broke her out. So, there's definitely something else going on here. Martha Wayne is alive, and maybe she's the clockwork killer? We're not quite sure. Well, meanwhile, Rip Hunter is having a rough time trying to keep Bruce Wayne under wraps. But Bruce is saying, nope, you need to tell me what's going on here. And they're like, you know, hypertime's getting really screwed up because of what you're doing. You don't know everything about everything this time. You don't know the truth about your mom. So they're like, okay, what is Bruce Wayne missing from this puzzle that he needs to help his father out? Because now he knows that his father is still alive in the Flashpoint universe and how things are, he's trying to pretty much save him. Now, like I said in the last episode, Flashpoint Beyond takes place at the same exact time as Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths. Now, Dark Crisis takes place a couple days after everything from the events of Dark Crisis happened, 
we'll go into Dark Crisis. That's a few episodes that we'll have to go into because that's very long to explain right now. But basically, the heroes have returned from everything. So Bruce was gone for a little bit during the events of Flashpoint, and he's trying to get back on the trail of helping his dad. Now, meanwhile, we flash over to the Flashpoint universe where Thomas is racing to Arkham Asylum. He's like, I know who the killer is. You know, he figured it out. And he's having flashbacks of when Bruce died and how Martha kind of went insane. So he breaks into Arkham Asylum. But it looks like it's too late because Martha Wayne, she's laughing. He goes, I set everything up. Do you hear, uh, you want to hear a joke? What would, what would clocks have to do with this? Everything. So you find out that she's definitely the clockwork killer. And he's trying to get his mom to kind of realize it and help him. But uh, it's not working because she's still conflicting with the bad guy, good guy self. And she's not afraid of the Joker. In fact, it kind of looks like the Joker's getting ready to hurt her kid. And she's going to let him. But all of a sudden, Batman, Thomas Wayne, breaks through the window. And he's like, Martha, this was you. And uh, he kind of snaps Gilda out of it and she's back to being Gilda for the moment and she goes I need to save I need to save you Dexter you need to come with me and we see Dexter kind of go off with Gilda and Batman is fighting Martha he says why are you doing this why are you doing this she goes we'll find out we'll find out and he goes how did you how did you know that I would figure it out she goes you're really smart you would have figured it out they're kind of interrupted in their fight by a bunch of guards but they kind of escape he said, you died. She goes, what are you talking about? When were you talking about, actually? When we last saw each other or 30 years ago in Crime Alley? I've been wondering myself, ever since the man with the golden mask was talking about Bruce, I heard him while I hid in these walls. So he was, she was listening to Psycho Pirate talk about how the other reality was the real reality. So she kind of has this like hidden area of Arkham Asylum, and she's telling him to follow her. She goes, how is this world still not back to normal? How did things change? Why Bruce became Batman, not you, and the Joker? Can you imagine a world where everything happened? And then here is something totally huge. She said, there's a world where I'm not the Joker. You want to know who the Joker is? And the Joker's name is revealed. In this issue, it wasn't expected. It kind of just happened. And this is when I grabbed this book, I'm like, ooh, the Joker's real name is Jack Oswald White. She goes, the Joker was a man. His name was Jack Oswald White. Before the time travelers to be, Mr. White was the first one I went to see. How could I not? It was simple curiosity. In this world, Mr. White is a failed comedian with a wife and kid stuck in a menial job at Wayne Casino. But they have a family and they're happy. Happier than we ever were. I let them live. I even made sure Mr. White wasn't there when I destroyed your casino. It made me angry. So she found out what the other universe was like. And she goes full on just attacking him about how things were different. How could you do this? So then he t she takes him down into like her little layer. She's got this layer that she's actually pieced together. She's got a wall of all these time travelers 
who have died, and she has one of Rip Hunter's time spheres where she can go back and manipulate things. She goes, do you know where we are? After you left me for dead, I woke up, found this dream, took me into this cave, and then I learned of things that I could do, things that I can save. It's been keeping me busy while I help build this. We're going to go back and see Bruce. She goes, we're definitely going to fix this. And she goes, the globe can't contain the hypertime. It's leaking through. I hate this place so much. We are going to fix things. We just need the proper people to get in one place and save it. And Bruce can help us too. And we flash over to the real universe. Bruce Wayne's getting ready to use that time sphere. Rip Hunter comes out of hypertime. And he goes, Bruce, you know why I'm here. And he's like, I won't let you interfere with my plan. And he goes, oh, Batman, you can't do anything to stop the boss. I warned you, you wouldn't listen, and now you're up a creek without a paddle. Now the last panel says, next issue, Rip Hunter, Time Master. So like, ooh, this is gonna be interesting. So now we get to the last issue, the big finish. We finally figure out what Batman was trying to do and why. See, Rip Hunter, talking to Batman, Bruce Wayne, he says, it opens up with this. You think I haven't lost people that I've wanted to save? Manipulating hypertime is far beyond your competency. And then he explains what was going on. Corky, the young kid from the beginning, has been talking to Bruce the whole time. He's been lecturing him on what the dangers are, been messing with hypertime since he activated the snow globe, warning me about Hunter's impending wrath, which he knew Rip Hunter was going to come. I stole the globe from their time lab with the, only, with the help of two criminals in the world that would recognize the watch I needed to stabilize it. Both the watch and the globe are embedded with coronal energy connected to Dr. Manhattan. Now, this is going to go along with the button and the doomsday clock storylines that we'll get to eventually. We find out that the Watchmen universe is connected with the DC universe. So they know about Dr. Manhattan and, and the, uh, all of the Watchmen. So he said it transformed them into temporal talismans capable of capturing and containing the flashpoint, a timeline that was never supposed to exist. And the snow globe is the only environment that I can keep my father from evaporating to nothingness. Bruce Wayne is trying to save the flashpoint universe to keep his father alive. And he, he tells him, take the kid and go about your business. You don't want to challenge me on this. Not this time. And he's pretty much lecturing him. I realize this is extremely personal, but imprisoning the flashpoint inside that temporal globe is like trying to keep a tornado in a jelly jar. It's only a matter of time before the glass shatters. Your father's rejecting the timeline like rejecting an, or an organ. And the truth is, you didn't know about your mother that has made it worse. You're risking temporal disaster and killing everything just to make sure your father lives. Let your father go. This is my final warning. And he jumps right at the snow globe and takes it. He goes, I didn't invite you here. You're in my house. Go. And we go back over to the Flashpoint universe. Martha has her time globe, and she's calling it her time sphere. And she gathered it because she's telling him, Thomas, that she uh, kind of uh, interrogated all the time guys before she killed him. She knows that she can go back to the night in the alley to Bruce and Joe Chill. We can go back together, she says, because she put two seats in it. We can go back and save Bruce from dying together. 
You swore an oath, Thomas, till death to us part. Now you're going to see it through one way or another. And she goes, this is what you want to do, isn't it, Thomas? This is what you want, to turn our lives into a bad dream, to erase the painful existence. So you can tell that she is kind of with it, kind of not with it. She's the joker, but you can see that there's kind of a method to her madness because she realizes she doesn't want to be the joker. She wants to go back and fix everything so that nothing like this happens. Because we need to get back to this, fix the broken universe, no matter who it kills. So then he goes, no, the people you've murdered, Barry, Alley, my Barry Allen, my employees, she goes, what are you worried about them for? You said yourself many times over, nothing else matters. And then you see somebody say, that's right. What are you waiting for, Martha? And it's Gilda, full-fledged, two-faced, bad guy mode, holding a gun to Gilbert's head. She goes, I don't want to be split into two people anymore. Harvey's the one that's supposed to be the monster, not me. So she found out in the regular universe that Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face and she doesn't. So when we go back to Bruce trying to stop Rip Hunter, Rip's got this device that he's getting ready to use on him, but he throws a batarang, but Rip destroys it. Rip says, there's only two ways this ends, and I've seen both of them. You can help me release the flashpoint so that I can regenerate it back into hypertime Put your father at rest, or I'll do it myself, and then I'll punish you in the past, present, and future. Now, this is going to go back and forth here because we see a lot of events going on in the Flashpoint universe. It's all coming to an apex right here. We see a lot of different things going on, all the different characters, and we see Superman thinking about what's going to happen with this upcoming invasion. And they find out that... Invasion is getting really close. Superman's only gathered six superheroes from the Flashpoint universe, and they're like, wow, six against millions of Kryptonians. We don't give up now or we're going to die like fools. And then we see a Kryptonian armada coming around Saturn, and he says, once we seize Earth, those who don't walk into the light and pledge their loyalty will be eradicated. That includes you, Kal-El. So he's kind of like, is my son going to be with me or not? Then we go to Joker, Martha Wayne, who's the, this tragic world is definitely broken. We need to fix this. Let's rescue everyone and send them into their better lives. All we have to do is climb in this machine and flip a switch. And then we see Gilda looking at Bruce, and he's kind of getting ready to make a decision. Those decisions are going to come to a huge, epic conclusion right now. We go back to Bruce Wayne with Rip. They distract Bruce. Bruce drops the globe. Rip gets ready to destroy that globe. He's getting ready to smash it before it detonates and intertwines with their universe because he's afraid that the Flashpoint universe is going to intertwine with the regular universe and screw everything up. He's just going to crash it. He goes, this is the best, Bruce. Death is the only way for your father to have peace. We go to the Flashpoint universe. Thomas Wayne has a big decision to make. Go back in time. And fix things or keep things the way they are. So Gilda is holding a gun to Dexter's head. You need to do this. I'm going to be freed from this existence. Am I? And what are you going to do? And Dexter's going, am I going to die? Am I going to die? He goes, no, you're not. I won't. You won't die, Dexter. You'll never have to live. So you're getting, oh, crap. He's getting ready to. So he starts walking over to the time globe. And she goes, the Joker goes, once we're finished, 
this will never have happened. None of it matters. No one will even know. And Thomas goes, but it will have happened somewhere, some way. She goes, Thomas, let's just get in and take care of this. He goes, we didn't have a choice to save Bruce that night, Martha, but we now have a choice right now to save him. And she goes, you're asking me to choose him over our son. I can't. He goes, I have to. He runs towards Dexter. And he's got this bomb little click and everything. And it's actually, the Joker has it. She clicks and blows this bomb up right in front of Thomas. And he's like buried under some rubble. She goes, I don't need the time sphere to erase things that shouldn't be. And Gilda says, my son isn't supposed to exist and neither are you. So she's getting ready to shoot the Joker, kill the Joker, and she's like, I'll do it. If it won't end the way it was supposed to, then I will. She's getting ready to shoot Dexter. The Joker stops her, takes the gun from her, and she goes, what are you doing? And the Joker goes, being a fool, and kills Gilda. Thomas gets up, and he goes, what did you do? She goes, I realize that may have been a touch traumatizing to Dexter. But the whole Arkham Asylum is getting ready to crumble under the explosion. Thomas saves both of them. And they're standing on a rooftop with Dexter. And they go, where did this snow come from? And they're back in Bruce's Batcave. And everything stops. And Rip goes, the light went out. What's going on? He goes, don't yell. I'll explain. He goes, we got to get this thing back to the timeline, right? Right before Bruce screws up the universe. And then Bruce goes... My father proved you both wrong. And then the little kid is just going, Dex, Corky goes, uh, Rip, he's lying. He goes, no, Courtney, the globe has stabilized. Even with a lying uh, pardon in prison inside. And then he looks at Bruce and goes, you gambled the entire universe on your father accepting a world without you. He goes, I did. Impossible doesn't even begin to describe what you've done here. He goes, no, but the odds were in my favor. He goes, I'll explain. He goes, it was in his letter. And then we see what Thomas wrote to Bruce. And I'm going to read this word for word because we still have a little bit of time. Dear son, there's only one thing I know about life. I know some things happen by chance. Some things happen because we make them happen. Barry Allen was once haunted by the past. When he became the Flash, he left the ghosts behind. He found love, a family, and for the first time ever, friends. Barry thought yesterday was behind him, but somebody wouldn't let him escape it. When Barry came to me for help, I turned him away. I am not the hero of this story. I am a man who has been corrupted by his own unbearable pain. I'm a man who has too much blood on his hands to be called good. I'm a man who's had nothing left to live for until the day I met the Flash. Your friend taught me we can't only live a life for those we've lost. We have, li have to live a life for those we still have. If I got a second chance, I would hope that I'd come to understand that. That's uh, to, the, uh, to live that like you did, Bruce, like you should. That's all parents want for their children, had what we never had. Your mother and I want you to be happy. Promise me you'll try, and I will do too. Wherever I am, love always your father, Thomas. While this is going on, we kind of see the events in the Flashpoint, what's going on. Uh, Joker, Martha, they set her up in a new prison in the Batcave, and she's kind of regressing from the Joker. She's kind of like 
not in uh, just the weird Joker mode anymore. She's starting to calm down. He has a bedroom and stuff enclosed in this big seal and everything because he still doesn't fully trust her. And, uh, you know, he's keeping her there just to make sure. And he has Dexter. And Dexter is wearing a costume with an R on it. And then they're seeing the events unfold uh, with the alien invasion. So the Flashpoint universe is getting ready to have some stuff happen. We don't get to see that, unfortunately, in the comics. Uh, but uh, we see Bruce and Robin. The last thing they do is run off to help Superman and the rest of the heroes. And uh, we kind of leave that. And Rip Hunter and the rest of the Time Lords are getting ready to do something. Because the next DC thing that happened was the uh, Justice Society coming back. And he was talking about getting the Justice Society back together. Well, that's another story for a different day. That's not really a crossover. It's kind of just what happened with the Justice Society and DC Comics and how they came back. So I hope you've loved Flashpoint Beyond. It was very exciting. The original Flashpoint was cool enough. But to, a couple years later, have a sequel and for things to happen the way they did, the Kryptonian invasion of Earth instead of the Kryptonians being at peace with everybody and Superman being Superman, and the revelation of what Joker's real name is, it was absolutely incredible that that finally happened. It was just out of nowhere, and people were like, shh, don't tell anybody that it was in this issue. Everybody has to fade out. Don't spoil it for anybody. But I hope I didn't spoil it to you too much, but that's kind of what the show is. It's to tell you what happened in the comics and to tell you all the cool things that happened in the comics instead of, like, compared to the movies and everything. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Next week, we're going to go into a little X-Men storyline, Mutant Massacre. It was one of the favorites of mine. It happened in the early, mid-80s. It was a big deal for the X-Men, and I hope it's a big deal for you. So until next time, thanks for listening.